May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts always be acceptable to you, my Lord, my strength, and my Redeemer. Please be seated. Today we consider the cost of discipleship and the promises made by our Lord to each of us. Now large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and He turned and said to them, whoever comes to Me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even life itself, cannot be My disciple. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow Me cannot be My disciple. So what is a disciple? The word primarily refers to the students of Jesus and is found in the New Testament only in the Gospels and the book of Acts. Like in our reading today, the New Testament records many followers of Jesus during His ministry, but only some become disciples. The term disciple means a pupil of a teacher or an apprentice to a master craftsman coming to English by the way of the Latin disciplus, meaning a learner or a student. Now, a disciple is different from an apostle, which means a messenger. While a disciple is one who learns from a teacher, an apostle is one sent to deliver those teachings or a message. A definition of a disciple is suggested by Jesus in the Gospel of John. I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Discipleship entails a significant transformation from this worldview to a worldview modeled by Christ Himself. The Apostle Paul stressed transformation in the, in the book of Romans as a prerequisite for discipleship when he wrote that disciples must not be conformed to this world but must be transformed by the renewing of their minds so that they may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. Therefore, a disciple is not simply a student following, listening, and absorbing information, or one who merely changes their current behaviors in conformity with the teachings of Jesus but one who sense and seeks a fundamental shift towards the ethics of Christ in every way, including healing the sick, spreading the good news that the kingdom of God is at hand. We see in our gospel reading today two thoughts for consideration relative to the cost of discipleship one in building a tower, the other a king's decision not to wage war. For which of you intend to build a tower does not first sit down and estimate the cost to see whether he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation is not able to finish, 
all who see it will begin to ridicule him, saying, this fellow began to build and was not able to finish. An example of poor stewardship that reflects on the owner and on the, com the community. Furthermore, Jesus said, or what king going out to wage war against another king will not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to oppose one who comes against him with 20,000. If he cannot, then while the other is still far away, he sends a delegation and asks for the terms of peace. So we know that we are called by Christ to love one another. We are called to study Holy Scripture and to give thanks and prayers. But what about our time, our talents, and treasures that we can offer up to the Lord? If we are transformed and called to a new life in Christ, we need to look at realigning our priorities in these three areas. We are all called to an accounting with respect to our relationship with God and Jesus Christ and of His resources, and they are His. Jesus frequently talked about money, and the love of money is a barrier to the kingdom. Of His 38 parables, 16 are about money. In the gospel, an amazing one out of ten verses, 288 in all, deal directly with the subject of money. Holy Scripture offers 500 verses on prayer, less than 500 on faith, but more than 2,000 2,000 verses on money and, and possessions, more than any other topic. So let's start here. Let's look at the Cathedral Church of St. Luke. Today, our current budget is $1.2 million. We currently have 900 members, and of that 900, 450 regularly attend. Now, 1.2 million divided by 900 is $1,333. 1.2 million divided by 450 is $2,666. Now, of the 900 members and the 400 that regularly attend, 200 people have made a pledge to the cathedral with a dollar amount. Now, before I was ordained, I was a vestry member and for time the treasurer for a parish here in Orlando. And I can not tell you the pressure of coming up with a realistic budget with less than half of the congregation making a demonstrative financial commitment to the parish. Our utilities in this magnificent facility are $60,000 a year, or $5,000 a month. Don't know about you, but that's a tough nut to crack. The Matheny's family home utility bill is between $145 and $220 a month. But if you take the cathedral's bill of $60,000, divide it by our 450 regular attendees, 
it's 1300 I mean $133 per year or $11 per month per person. Now, I'm a senior citizen, and my child is grown. So why do I have to pay for children's ministry and EYC? Why do we have to support the suffering, the mentally ill, the hungry that come to our church frequently? We give to iDignity and the Coalition for the Homeless and the Christian Service Center. Can't that be enough? What about parishioners who cannot pay copays on medical services or need utility assistance or rent assistance after being laid off? or those with limited incomes from Social Security? What about cathedral charities? Can't we do all of these church expenses a la carte? Now, some folks in our congregation want to do this via designating their, their pledges to specific ministry. Now, I like a la carte menus for food, but not for church expenses. For me, the answer is no. We are one family, we are one body because we share one bread and one cup. And no one likes to talk about money, but it's a private thing, but sometimes it's just got to be done. Make no doubt about it, I want you to, <clears throat> to give, and the minimum biblical standard is 10% the tithe. How much to give? How much am I asking you to consider? That is your call between you and our Lord. All the money is His anyway. What I want to encourage each of you to do is proportional giving increased incrementally over time and given monthly, biweekly, or weekly on a regular basis via a pledge. The other two things to consider as you are transformed into a new life in Christ are talents and time. Now, I am sure that each of you have talents and time that you can offer, and we are always needing people to help around the cathedral serving as lectors, chalice bearers, acolytes, lay Eucharistic visitors, folks to help with the grounds, the receptions, the events, the altar guild and flower guilds. Serving Christ is, is a wonderful experience in this cathedral, and it's a great way to meet new people. All you have to do is fill out a connection card to start the process. So what is the bottom line? Is there a cost to discipleship? Absolutely. I want you to consider talking about your life with Christ with each other. Talk as a family and include your children in that discussion if you have them. And when we ask, and at some point this year we will ask, make a commitment to pledge proportionally, giving of your time and talents and treasure to strengthen this body of Christ, us, you and me. Jesus offered His disciples a priceless treasure, true happiness, peace, and joy unending with the everlasting Father in His heavenly kingdom. 
And what does it cost to be a disciple of so generous a Lord who wishes to share everything he has with each of us? To gain all, must, we must be willing to give all. And the price paid for us was the blood of Christ shed for each of us on the cross. We are one body, one community of believers, unified by Christ's sacrifices for us. We shall prosper, the hearts of the saints shall be refreshed through us, and the Lord will bless us. Amen.